Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What up, folks? Deepak here. Before we get into this episode, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Anchor. If you've ever wanted to start a podcast, Anchor is the host platform to use. Now, let me explain. It's free. They provide creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and they will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy! Welcome to the Age Narrative Podcast, episode 61, with Deepak and Spamones. No Beham today. He is, as we speak right now, he's moving into his new place in San Diego. So he says hello. Uh, <laughs> but next time he comes back, we're probably going to talk Wheel of Time. Um, that show just came out this past weekend. So stick around for next week, folks. Maybe next week. We'll see. Today... I'll be chatting the latest in pop culture, and then later this week, episode 62, we'll be doing a little review on Red Notice, the the movie starring The Rock, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. So stick around for that, and um, just a little announcement moving forward. I did this for the first time last week. Before, we were typically dropping episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Moving forward from here, I'm going to start doing them Tuesday and Friday instead of Thursday. Uh, just makes it a little a little easier on my end, and um, this gives a little more time in between pods is probably best for everybody anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so stick around for a chat. Make sure to follow us on social at AgeNerdy for updates and content. Follow Aaron on Twitch at T-BoneSpamoni. Both of those things can be done by simply visiting the link in the description of this episode. Our link tree, folks. Always be sure to check out the link tree. And then the link to Aaron's Twitch is also in there. So visit both. Uh, be sure to subscribe or if you listen and if you like what you're listening to, tell a friend about us. And uh, yeah, leave a rating and a review, please. We need that. Uh, but before we get started, how you doing, Aaron? Man, same old, same old for me, for the most part. Lots of wow. Um, been playing a lot of Halo Infinite. It's been hella fun. Going out of California in a few weeks to, you know, see the fam, see some friends, including Joe and Mr. Beham, hopefully. The boys are back. Dude, the, the boys, boys are fucking back, back, dude. Man, I feel you like... You just love to see the boys together, dude. The boys are in full force. Shame if there was a town <laughs> and the boys weren't back in it, man. Holy shit. 
Okay, this is okay. Little quick little rant. Well, not really rant, just like a little tangent. Um, today is November twentieth. Uh, November nineteenth, folks, was it fell on a Friday, so this was pretty special. November nineteenth is International Men's Day. <laughs> it's a day for the fellas, dude. So. <laughs> I it's it's because we don't get enough recognition as it is, Aaron. That's why we have a day for us. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> we don't get recognized enough, bro. <laughs> who, who created this holiday, man? Oh, man. Like, I'm like, I'm so torn on it, but but yeah, I mean, for sure, I'll take some recognition for you know being the. Being a being, being a, a majority, you know, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so for being a classy gentleman, and not uh, you know anything else. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so like it was International Men's Day yesterday, so I was at a bar with one of the homies. Shouts to Kai, and we were just <laughs> going on, just being super like toxic masculinity type of shit. It was really funny. Yeah, I feel um, like that's probably what. Most most people are like, why is this a holiday? Like, what the fuck? But it was it was like the perfect time for like being in like your hometown and uh, like, oh, it's like when the boys are back together, like that's a good town. Be ashamed if the boys were back in it on International Men's Day, bro. Like, come on, dude. True, <laughs> true. <laughs> sorry, sorry for this. Sorry for the town, dude. <laughs> But anyway, continue. <laughs> no, I mean, damn, I didn't even. I think I saw one of your posts, something about like Gentleman's Day or something like that. I didn't. I mean, but other than that, I didn't even really know that was a holiday or recognized one. If I don't think it's a recognized holiday, but I mean, uh, if you Google it, it's 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 a real thing. God, literally every day <laughs> of the fucking year is like a holiday for fucking something, man. Holy yeah. Shit. <laughs> for, well, yeah. Um, shouts to the fellas. Sh- shouts, shouts out to the boys. Shouts out to the gentlemen. No shouts out to the piece of shit men out there. I don't think that's what the <laughs> holiday is for. But yeah, uh, going down to California should be a good time. It's going to be kind of a weird Thanksgiving for me. Not like I'm not like in a bad way, but I'm basically just going to have the whole house to myself starting Monday through Thanksgiving and then Black Friday. So, you know, being, being home alone for that amount of time is like a little eerie, but I'm actually also kind of looking forward to it. Um, you know, just free, free roam of the entire house, you know, you know, it comes with, with some responsibility, but yeah, that's really kind of about it for me. I'm just chilling here. Uh, was trying Dude, that, to f- go ahead. That sounds nice though. Having no, a it's, to yourself. It's going to be, it's going to be nice. I think. I'm about to whip up a fucking nice ass steak, bro. Because I feel like mm. when I cook meat oh, in this house, that's it's like, right. it's, yes. you know, I live with two vegetarians. One of them, I think, goes on and off trying to really hard to be vegan. But I know that's probably so difficult, especially if you love cheese and, you know, eggs, especially when you have, you know, seven chickens and five ducks in the backyard that are making eggs all the time. You're probably bound to eat some eggs. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think I'm gonna whip up a nice steak and just not bother the the vegetarians with the smell of cooking meat in the house. But 
of uh, like boiling, boiling blood and <laughs> yeah, just like there's just a distinct smell. You know, everybody, everybody knows what it is, and it smells yeah. bomb to me, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it smells good to me. And honestly, I think that's kind of the thing I'm looking forward to the most. But I'm kind of sad. I'm not gonna, you know, participate in like some sort of Thanksgiving dinner. But for the most part, I think I'm. Um, you know, I think the positives kind of outweigh the the negatives for me. But yeah, I'm just chilling here, drinking some Woodford and you know a couple IPAs on the side. Was trying to get a particular gin. Um, mm. Now, may let I may let Joe explain that one. But yeah, that's about it for me. What's 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 going on with you, Joe? Uh, not too much. This past week felt really long for some reason. I don't know what was going on. Maybe it's because I'll be taking a couple days off next week because for the old Thanksgiving. But I'm I'm hyped for it. I I'm really looking forward to having a couple days off from work. Well, I'm looking forward to it, but at the same time, I'm also like fuck because, like, while I'm not at work, then that just means more work is piling up for the next day I have to come in. So I don't know. It kind of I I jump between those like uh those things, but I don't know. But I, I want to ask you real quick. Do you really, truly fuck with Thanksgiving food? Like the classic the classic dishes. Like when you think of Thanksgiving, I think like an American Thanksgiving. Like I think everyone knows like, you know, what, what typically comes in it. And I, I just want to ask, what do you think about Thanksgiving food? Honestly, like I, I, I fuck with Thanksgiving food, but it just, it, I, f- I feel like when I was younger, I was so much more hyped about it. But like nowadays, like being in the very late 20s, it's like not not so much like, OK, I like turkey, but I'm not about to like I'll have like one slice of like some white meat turkey, you know, or like a couple slices cranberry sauce. I'm kind of like it's OK, like it's not bad. That's not something I look forward to. Like, honestly, really the only thing that I really fucking liked, at least in terms of like my most recent Thanksgiving dinners, like down at like down in SoCal with like my parents and like my extended extended family is just like green bean casserole because mm. it's got like, oh, yeah, yeah, honestly, if you make it right, it's fucking bomb. You got crispy onion strings on the top. Like you don't even like. Taste the green beans, some creamy mushrooms. Yeah, dude. Oh, fuck, it's, dude. It's, it's fire. <laughs> it's it's fucking fire. In terms of like desserts and shit, like, I don't know, man. Because my, my family used to do this like sunset orange kind of like cream, like gelatin pie. And I'm just kind of like, eh, I can hard pass on that, honestly. Stuffing, I kind of hella fuck with stuffing. Like, I hella fuck with stuffing. But other than that, like... I don't know. And also take into consideration the fact that like Thanksgiving, since I've moved up to Seattle, like four years ago, they all, they always do like non-traditional Thanksgiving. So they'll do like tacos and burritos on Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? I'm like that. I kind of fuck with, I'm not going to lie. I I love love to hear it. Yeah. Love to hear it. Like that non-traditional unorthodox Thanksgiving food where like you still have kind of like the spirit of Thanksgiving, just like getting together and just, you know, talking to people but like being mad thankful type shit yeah yeah (laughs) just giving hella thanks you know what i mean but (laughs) i don't know i mean i think that answers your question joe no you definitely did you absolutely did how do you feel about it because i feel like you 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 got some got some thoughts on thanksgiving food dude (laughs) okay here 
All right, listen. <laughs> turkey is over fucking rated. Yeah, I, I really don't fuck with turkey, dude. Yeah. Turkey is like, for the most part, like, I don't know if, um, like, we've had it a couple times. Okay. And here, here's a little backstory. So growing up, I, you know, I, I'm Filipino. So like for, for most of the Thanksgivings that I had, we weren't doing like the traditional, like, you know, macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes, like all that classic Thanksgiving food. Like it was just the, like what you just mentioned. It was like, it was just the idea of family getting together, giving thanks and just eating a meal together, talking, hanging out. That's all it was. And we always had like regular Filipino food, which was great. But there was also times like, you know, when, when I was a kid, like, you know, thinking about all my friends who always did the traditional Thanksgiving food, I was always kind of like, why, why, why don't we ever do it? You know? So eventually, like, as I got older, we started straying away from like the, the Filipino food and all that stuff. And then we honestly, I feel like it was just within the past few years, my family started doing like the traditional Thanksgiving. Then I, I realized I was like, okay, turkey for one, I don't know if it's like, Maybe we're not making it correctly, or it's just boring. dry. Yeah. It's dry and it boring. It is. It really is. <laughs> it's dry. <laughs> I, I don't know, but it's it's. There's really nothing special about it unless you have like good sauces to top, like toss on top of it. It's, you dude, know, it's it's poultry. It's the same thing as chicken. Like nobody eats chicken just by itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got seasonings. You got sauces. Like you have all this shit to like dress it up. But okay. I have to ask you though. Okay, so what was the traditional Filipino Thanksgiving for you guys? Like, because because I remember going down there. I don't know if it was Thanksgiving, or like maybe a few Thanksgivings or Christmas. But you guys have like the whole entire roasted pig, like an entire pig on the fucking. Oh table. no, the, I don't Is know that, if we ever. I don't know if we ever did one of those for Thanksgiving. But it was Christmas, huh? It was, was either it Christmas. Birthday? Or just someone's birthday, yeah. 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 So we had we had just like a giant like roasted pig on the table with a cleaver yeah. in it. Like you just chop up whatever you want. Yeah. Like everybody's <laughs> yeah. getting something of this pig, man. Yeah. No, I haven't had that in a minute, actually. Like I, I don't know, but yeah, the pig is pretty bomb. It just looks a little strange, you know. Man, <laughs> just like a like a big ass dining room table, and there's just a big ass pig in the middle. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I mean, it's, I feel like it's strange to like Americans, but for the rest of the world, it's not that strange. You know what I mean? It's really yeah. not that strange. This bomb though. Um, but yeah, no Turkey mad overrated. Honestly though, I like every other dish. I love ham. I love, uh, like we talked about this already green bean casserole. I was like, Oh God, that is so Ooh. fucking good. So good. And then, um, pies like my, my sister-in-law makes a killer blueberry cream pie. And then, um, like macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes, all that other stuff is just so fire. Stuffing, you always fuck stuffing. with stuffing. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, like turkey, we need to get rid of it. Like, we we as a society need to come together and just get rid of turkey as a Thanksgiving dish. I'm I'm over it. <laughs> I'm fucking over let's it, bro. Let's get some steaks, bro. Let's get some <laughs> yeah, beef steaks, get, bro. Let's get some steaks. Let's get some fucking seafood in there. <laughs> just oh, man, like, just be nuts, dude. Let's get some surf and turf going for Thanksgiving, fuck, bro. Fuck, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Get some prawns on top of like a ribeye or something. Damn, yeah, bro. You're crazy. Fuck. Get some pasta in there. Damn. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Fuck turkey. Throw it away. I mean, get rid of it. Dude, you're right though. Good food is all that matters. And if it's bad yeah. food, get it out. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, man. Um, the, those are my um, Thanksgiving takes. But <laughs> um, but no, I, I'm super hyped to see my family um, spend some time with good folks. Like uh, Thanksgiving in your hometown is always kind of nice, just because um, everyone's there. It's always like the like in Claremont. I don't know if you remember. Have you, I'm not sure if you've ever done like a couple of these before, but typically the day before Thanksgiving is like a huge bar day for pretty much any any bar in your hometown, you know, because everyone's out just like getting fucked up. And um, I feel like everyone's doing their grocery shopping at that day. And then after that, they're just trying to get fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Family's coming in town. Fucking keep them coming. <laughs> so yeah no thanksgiving eve is always a blast like the wednesday before thanksgiving the day before is always insane and then the next day you wake up just ridiculously hung over and then you just eat thanksgiving food <laughs> so yeah did you ever when you were living in claremont did you ever go out on thanksgiving eve mm, i think i did like once or twice i don't like have like specific like vi- vivid memories of going out on like thanksgiving eve you know I, f- I probably did though. I, I like. I feel like I did, but sounds like a great time. You know, everybody's like yeah. pre-celebrating Thanksgiving and getting fucked up so they can be hungover and then drink more the next day a little bit for the hair of the dog and then also eat a shit ton of food to solve uh, the hangover. Yeah. You know, and then it and then it's Friday <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I have to do this again. <laughs> so God it's just it. it's just a rough like week. You know, Dude, it's a rough not few days. that easy, bro. <laughs> celebrating is not easy it's not it's it's a tough it's tough work <laughs> it ain't much but it's honest work but yeah no it's always a blast there's always this for some reason there's always this one dive bar Aaron you know of this that everyone loves to go to I was actually there last night I had to warm up for it um, had to warm up for the old Thanksgiving Eve see what I was talking about and they have like outdoor seating and all that shit at the highbrow now so that's no uh, way yeah dude <laughs> bro, it's literally outdoor seating <laughs> next to a gas station bro yeah bro <laughs> oh my god no it looks it looks fantastic too because like they have like you know the that fencing and then they put like the green tarp over it so there there's like the outdoor seating but like around the outdoor seating is that is that fencing so you can't really see what's going on and inside. You got like some trim lights going up too and all yeah, that yeah, jazz. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, that's really well, I, I bought some crypto, but I always buy crypto. Um actually let me get let me let me get your thoughts on this real quick. Um so crypto.com just bought out uh well they paid to have their name on Staples Center. I don't know if you heard about this, but Staples Center is now going to be called maybe like Crypto.com Arena. Isn't that yeah, kind of... That's, that's uh, kind of... I, I that's think kinda, it's disrespectful. I think it's a little bit disrespectful. Yeah. Because... So I follow this this guy. His name's Aaron Cohen. Um, his Instagram page is Lakers All Day Every Day. And he's yeah. like one of the most diehard Laker pages that I've ever fucking seen like on all social media. And like... His thoughts on it, and I kind of agree, is like, look, Staples Center, when you hear that in your mind, when you're a basketball fan, even if you're not a Lakers fan, that shit reverberates like memories, thoughts, it provokes thoughts like mm-hmm. the name Staples Center means so much and especially to Lakers fans. 
Like that shit means so much. You know, and even before that, the forum. You know, you had the forum before Stable Center was around for the Lakers. And look, I have no problem with like crypto, uh, cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency um, apps, you know, getting their name out there. But like buying out the rights and changing Staples Center to Crypto.com Center or whatever the fuck you're going to call it. I don't know, man. I'm a little kind of like, what are they going to say? Like, you know, when the NBA playoffs go go off and the Lakers are in the playoffs and they're like, and like, you know, with all the theme music goes down, like right when there's about to be like the first game of the playoffs and like, welcome to Crypto.com Center. You're joined here, meet with me. And, you know, like, it just doesn't fucking roll off the tongue. I mean, maybe they're trying to modernize it. I don't know, man. It's a little disappointing for me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. No, I, I feel you 100%. Crypto.com sounds fucking lame. Like, I mean, everyone, I, I feel like everyone should just continue to call it Staple Center. I mean, yeah. you can't take that away. Like, I mean, you'll have your name on top of the building, but it's always going to be Staple Center. There'll probably um, be a petition to change it back if that actually does happen, you know? Yeah, that, that that that's so odd, though. You know, like ever since that happened, though, I, I bought Crypto.com's coin and <laughs> <laughs> I bought their crypto. And um... every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. So, I mean, gotta do what you gotta do. You know? <laughs> but aside from that, I'm drinking uh, Aviation Gin because we're talking about Red Notice later on. So uh, Aviation Gin, it's Ryan Reynolds' gin. And um, gotta say, I... There are so many different brands of gin out there, and the only one that I can really say that I recognize a difference is Hendrix Gin, which we talked about a long time ago. Aviation Gin just reminds me of Tanqueray. Like, it just tastes like hairspray, and that's what I said last time. I mean, there's just not a lot of flavor variation when it comes to gin. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, no, there really isn't. It It's it's like vodka, almost. That's why we like whiskey here. Yeah. <laughs> a lot more variation, and beer. Yeah, so that's what I'm drinking. That was a nice little chat, nice little catch-up that we had there. But let's start getting into what we actually do here. So, um, Aaron, what's new in the world of games? What you got? Man, I think um, for me, like kind of my biggest talking point this week is just kind of my first initial thoughts on Halo Infinite, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Those rumors were true. Released early on November 15th. All of November 15th. I was caught off guard for sure, but it made sense as to why they dropped it on that day because it was the anniversary. 20th, yeah, the 20th anniversary of the Xbox. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, the first Xbox. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. 20 years of Xbox, bro. And, dude, I remember the first Xbox coming out and, like, going to Costco. And there was, like, a bundle for the original Xbox with Halo. And my dad bought it for me. And it was, like, fucking insane because I'm thinking about that now. It's like, bro, there's no way you're going to Costco and getting a fucking Xbox Series 1X or a PS5 with some game included. You know? That, that shit's not happening. Yeah. They're sold out everywhere. It's shit's crazy. Yeah. But they still do like the console and game bundle, you know? But no, yeah, you know, they they do, but not for like a major. What, what's the term? Is it like triple A game? Like for the for the top title. tier game? Yeah, yeah. Triple A yeah. title. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Halo first thoughts. Halo Infinite first thoughts released early. A lot of us were caught by surprise, and a lot of us that were on, well, mostly the people that were anticipating it were caught by surprise. It actually did happen. You can get it on Steam for free. You can get it on Game Pass for free. I'm not going to lie. Like the first time when I, when I first downloaded it and played like my first couple like quick play matches, I was a little bit like, fuck, man, I don't know if I can play another game. I don't know if I can play this game. And then I was like, OK, got to get used to, you know, the aiming because, you know, I'm used to aiming in like Counter-Strike or like Valorant or something like a, a first person shooter that's much more like quick snapping and also a game that doesn't have like controller compatibility where you have aim assist. But damn, ever since like once I started being like, okay, I got to play this shit a little bit more and like get used to the maps, I think getting used to the maps and like the weapons and like your key binds, that was like the biggest part for me. And I'm not, I haven't mastered it at all. Like no way I've mastered it at all. But once I got a little bit more comfortable playing Halo, especially on a keyboard and mouse, which is extremely, it's not, it's not extremely new. Like once they came out with like the Master Chief Collection with like all the games, you could play that on keyboard and mouse, but I didn't really play that. I put all this time into playing previous Halos with a controller. So like getting used to it on a, on, on a keyboard and mouse was like weird at first, but it actually feels really good. Not playing it on a controller because you got that fucking aim assist and you know, this is kind of like a tracking style FPS game where like you track the head, you know, you don't like flick on people. I mean, you can flick on people with certain guns, but anyways, down to the brass tacks. I love it. I love this game so far. It's let's go. It's it's (laughs) it's a beautiful fucking game. Like the the scenery, the maps, like they're beautiful. I love the combat. Like the combat is just what you expect from a new Halo game, in my opinion. It's it's everything you want from Halo, except like here are like the knocks on it, and they're like they're knocks, but they're not really knocks because I feel like they released this game early for these reasons, or like the multiplayer early for for these reasons. The way that the quick play works. So in previous Halos you could select a game mode that you wanted to play. And then it would just, you know, pick all the maps that were viable for that game mode and you would just play that game mode. We don't have that yet. You can play specific game modes on specific maps. Like, you can pick that. But when you hit quick play, you're only getting... Like, okay, so you have oddball, capture the flag. It's not hard point. It's... It's basically the same thing as Hardpoint, but there's no SWAT, there's no King of the Hill, there's no... There, 
basically they're missing a lot of game modes and they're missing a lot of maps. So like I feel like I've seen the same eight maps over and over again. And I like I'm not like it's not a knock because I know this this was like I said was released early and we're going to get like I've heard we're going to get like 20 to 21 different maps for different game modes in the future. I've heard that. I don't like I mean like I don't have the source on that. I think it's more of just like my friends telling me that. And then but also I fucking love the, I mean I love the battle pass. I love the battle pass system. So basically like the more you play, you complete challenges on you know day-to-day or weekly basis that earn you points toward the battle pass. Every time you level up in a battle pass, in the battle pass you get something new. I don't think the battle pass is anything new to anybody who's you know played like Fortnite or um, Apex Legends or Valorant or I mean I guess Counter-Strike technically has a battle pass system. I've just been fucking having so much fun with it. Like Joe, you you tuned into the stream for a little bit. Is there anything that you saw that was like, you know, outstanding to you or like what did you think about just seeing seeing Halo Infinite multiplayer for the first time? If if you got anything to say. I mean, not not too much just because like I even when I played Halo as a young and I was never getting involved with like the the online gaming portion of it, but I mean, just looking at it, it looked like tons of fun. You definitely kick ass. Good for you. Um, <laughs> I was having a good day. I was having a good day. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it, it looks really cool. I definitely loved seeing the Needler in action. I think they're cool new vehicles. Oh, man. I, I wish that you recorded that uh, when you just like oh, I got flew it. off the edge of the map. Oh, oh you I got had it. it. I got it. You want me to send it to you? We'll post it on, yeah. the, we'll post it on the Twitter, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll send it to you, dude. Because... I was okay. You were, you were talking to me, and I was like paying attention to the chat, and I was just like constantly like, holding oh, W. <laughs> just like <laughs> flew off the edge with a fucking brute chopper, dude. Oh man, that, that was so funny because like <laughs> either I I thought you were just having like such a good time, and he just didn't really know where you were, and so like you were just vibing on this thing, and then you just flew off. We were like, oh shit. <laughs> it would dude, it was both. I was like vibing on this thing. It was like, damn, this this vehicle's kind of sick. And I was like talking to you, and then there you go, I flew off the edge. Dude, but you like watching you on it, you killed like like five people by either just running over them or like shooting them. That that thing's cool. But aside from that, no, I mean, like, it looks great. And um I'm glad that uh there's for the most part positive reception to uh the gameplay. And um it reached like like gold or something like that already. Have you did you see something like that? Like it reached like gold status or something. What the game mean? itself, like the game, just has officially gone gold. I don't really know what that means, but I have to think that's in terms of like um, reviews, reviews okay. on either Steam or I don't know how you review games on Game Pass, but or just like in terms of like initial imagine- downloads. Yeah, no, I imagine it's like, uh, like you know, you know how like songs go like platinum or yeah, like yeah. stuff like that, you know. But yeah, no, just just from like the the Halo's Twitter page, like Halo Infinite has officially gone gold. I'm just like, okay, sweet. Like Damn. just from just from the free multiplayer, right? Well, so and that's, dude, that's the best part about it is like it's free. 
it's fucking free. Like, yeah, you don't have to pre-order the game to play the multiplayer. I think maybe eventually at some point, maybe you'll have to. Maybe not. I mean, I don't think they'll do that. But I just think this like this whole experience has been awesome because I feel like it's like they released a game that was basically finished, like a multiplayer Halo that's finished. But they released it early to be in almost another like beta stage where they're trying to like really figure out, okay, like what are what are the bugs? Like what's going wrong with this game? And there are some bugs. Like I've gotten randomly DC'd for like no reason. The custom games are a little bit fucked. Like me and the me and the boys who are playing Halo, like we try to do like a SWAT game mode and like it doesn't always like register like it kind of like resets all the settings like i don't know it's been fucking awesome and i've enjoyed like basically every moment that i've been playing the shit like it's bringing shit back and like joe you're you popped in the stream you're like joe where's the theme music at where where's where's the fucking theme music at and yeah bro come on look (laughs) did that og halo theme that you're looking for not just you joe but everyone's looking for it's not there. Like it is. Like it For is. For now. For now. I think when the campaign comes out, we're going to get something at least identical or like even better than the OG Halo theme. Because we'll they had it. They they put the, like when it was in beta, they put the, the dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. It's, that, it's there. It's there. <laughs> the dun, dun, dun. Like that melody is there, but it's there in like different iterations at like different points in like the multiplayer. But I think we're gonna get more of it in in like the campaign in like the solo play or like the you know the co op campaign. Oh man, damn. Maybe I need to fuck around and get an Xbox <laughs> just so I can play Halo. <laughs> yeah, dude. You got the PS5. Um, don't 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 be a turncoat. I, I do have the PS5, but um, can't play Halo. <laughs> oh man, check check offer up or something you know see if hey you want to trade a ps5 for an xbox series one exit we'll see but damn i'm gonna I'm make that the the intro song for this pod damn. boom boom baby it's boom. giving me it's giving me goosebumps already but <laughs> yeah i think that's it for me on my like initial first thoughts Just shit ton of fun looking forward to the evolution of the multiplayer and then you know halo campaign coming out next piece of news for me it's not really news I mean, it's definitely news, but it's not like breaking headlines for a while. Or I mean, it's kind of breaking headlines for a while, but we get a lot of data mine data mining going on for Shadowlands nine point two. Um, I already talked about nine point two a shit ton last couple you know couple pods ago, but it is it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Pretty much 100% confirmed that we are going to get tier sets back. Like, we are going to be able to get those two-socket bonuses, four-socket bonuses. Like, ra- wait, ra- like raid sets? Like raid sets, yes. 
we we chatted about this. We chatted about it, but like this is it's 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 confirmed and also like the actual details oh. of what each spec like each tier set for each spec is going to be. Oh, I see. You so know it was, like, like the last time we brought it up it was more like speculation. Well, it was like no tier sets are definitely coming back, but like what do the tier sets look like? And now we know what the tier sets look like. Like it's, like not only stats but like like um like how they look physically. So that's like another piece of news is <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so first and foremost, you can get these tier set socket bonuses for your class on Mythic Plus gear, raid gear, PVP gear. I don't quite know like the the details of it, but there's a way that you can put these set bonuses on basically any piece of gear that you want. Not any piece of gear, but like endgame gear that you want, whether it's PvP, PvE, or PvP, PvE, Mythic Plus, PvE rating, which is awesome. I think that's awesome because they are not like excluding you from getting this borrowed... It's not borrowed power. They're, they're not excluding you from having this power-up, basically, um, depending on the type of content that you do. Um, in terms of the the actual raid sets, like the actual like skins of the raid sets, those have also been released, and they're not that ugh, they're not that fucking cool, man. Like, dang, they look like trash. They're just okay. So let me like tell me if you agree with this. Like, tap into like your biggest memories of like your best time playing WoW and remembering like what the raid tier sets looked like. So the way I remember it is each raid set skin was very unique to the class that you were playing. Like if you were a priest, oh, yo, he's got that preset. If you're a rogue, you know, you got that, you got that rogue set and it's very individual. It's not thematic towards the raid. It's just thematic towards the class. I know where this is going. I, I can already picture it. And this, the whole, like, the the theme is, the theme of the sets is based off of the raid. So every class has a very major component of the aesthetic, where it's just making you look like you belong in that zone or that raid. They all look different, minorly, but... But they all, they all follow, like a, like, a similar color scheme or a similar look. Yeah, it's like you belong in, like, the same army or, like, the navy or something. You know, like, oh, you guys look like you are got the same color scheme going. Like, the aesthetics or, like, the, like, the, what are they called? Like, the, like, little individual animations. I don't think we've seen those animations yet. Like, you know, glow on your shoulders or, like, the glowing of the eyes or whatever. Like, they all look the same. And... Aesthetics are not the most important thing about an MMO, but I think there's a majority of the WoW player base that does push endgame content that also cares a lot about aesthetics. Like, again, I already said this. I don't need to say it again. You play an MMO, you want your character to look how it wants, you want to name it how you want. Like, I don't want to be looking like... Like, I don't want to play a rep paladin and look like a... Fury Warrior or whatever, you know? Like, I don't want to do that. Nobody wants to do that. You want to have your own, like, class spec identity in terms of aesthetics. It's disappointing, for sure. And I, you know, I think there's already, like, an overwhelming negative pushback 
about how they look to Blizzard. I don't think Blizzard's going to listen to it. Like, I don't think they're going to like rethink their designs. I don't think they're going to rethink the art. Um, I think they're very like push pinned into what they've already developed and they're not going to, you know, they're not going to, they're just going to turn a blind eye to it. And that also falls along with like the, you know, just the internal state of Blizzard right now because there's a lot more fucking allegations and proof of, you know, more sexual harassment things and, you know, people relating uh, this one dude in Blizzard to like Epstein and being in the black book of Epstein and. Whoa. Oh, it's, <laughs> Whoa. it's bad. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. It's fucking terrible. But. Taking all taking all of like the internal like conflicts away from everything, um, I think this is just like oh, and also we're going to be able to wield two legendaries um, instead of one. And on top of that, you get you know raid socket bonuses, and it's just I think this is just the people that are left in Blizzard who are kind of trying to push the game forward or like okay. Let's get Shadowlands over with and then let's move on to 10. Let's move on to the 10th expansion and see where it goes from there. And like, let's see how long we can make the 9.2 raid last. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to like the raid tier set bonuses for my class. I'm not really though, because it's not like huge for me. Like Rat Paladin's also kind of been like, you know, B minus tier. We'll see. Joe, any last thoughts on anything for 9.2, any of the data mining raid sets, anything? Yeah, I mean, like, when I, when I thought back to, like, when you told me to imagine, like, the gear sets of my favorite time playing WoW, like, you know, like, it was, it was clear, like, even though, of course, there are, like, multiple, like, so many players in the community that, like, you might run into somebody or even multiple people that are the same class as wearing the exact same thing as you. But I mean, you knew that they were your class. It just seems kind of lame that they give a uniform look to like all the players. And it's like everyone looks the same, you know. And I'm I'm guessing it's like um I'm guessing they all have like uh like that spiky like they all they almost all look like the Lich King. I'm guessing like it's all like that spiky metal kind of look. Dude, you just gotta look. You you, you gotta look because it's. I don't really understand where any of it's really coming from, and I'm maybe I'm missing something. Like I feel like a lot I'm of looking, it. I'm looking at it right now. You're looking at the nine point two sets. It's yeah. all like it's, it's white like it's all and yellow white and gold and yeah and gold and glowy. They're they're trying to they're trying to make him make them all look like like uh who who's that guy in Diablo two. That angel in Diablo 2 that has, like, oh the white god. wings. Oh, my God. Um, Tyrael or something like that. Tyrael. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like they're all they're trying to make them all look like Tyrael. <laughs> but no, but also, if you see, like, the landscape of the new zone, it's like, okay, they're just... It just doesn't... It just doesn't... It doesn't make you... Okay, so, like, your 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 point was like hey like i got the blood the blood thing set right like i'm i'm rocking tv uh burning crusade gear full blood fang as a rogue that's an achievement yeah like you having that gear is an achievement and it makes you feel really good but i feel like for this it's not going to make you feel good because like yeah you might have like 
the set or whatever, but it's just like, I don't know. It doesn't give you, it, it just doesn't feel like you have this class spec identity. That's all, that's all I got to say. Yeah, no, and it totally makes sense because like, like me, if I had like full, full Slayer or, or Bloodfang, like I'm not going to run into like a warrior that right. <laughs> has right. like has a similar same look. Yeah. Yeah. I will probably, I, uh, it's likely I'll run into another rogue and I'm just like, oh, like, good for you. Congrats. Say you got that stuff, you know? Right. Like you, you probably worked hard at it. Like I know I worked hard at it. And, um, with this, it's like, you're going to run into people of a different class, but the gear looks similar. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> like, honestly, this gear just makes it look like everyone's like a priest or a paladin or something yep. like that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> You're all part of the light now. You're yeah. all part of the holy light. Yeah, man, that's a shame. Wow. It is. It is. I mean, it is. We'll we'll see what happens when launch comes, but I'll move on from 9.2 data mining. We'll go into the game awards. Mm, the game awards. Just I'll just name off the game of the year nominees right now. We got Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Personally, I have not played any of these games. I've watched some people play Psychonauts 2. I've heard that It Takes Two is actually so fucking fun and so interactive and so just involving of like your party, like of of two. And I just think like my honorable mention, like just talking about the game of the year or the game awards, biggest honorable mention for me. Oh, like if you if you were to nod, like if you wanted to add a game to a category, is that what you mean? No, just just what's already in the categories. Just what's oh, already okay. there. What's already there. Best, what is it, voiceover or voice actor? Best performance, Giancarlo Esposito. Ooh, let's go. Anton the Castillo Far and Far Cry, dude. Yeah. I mean, come on, yeah. man. Come <laughs> yeah. on, dude. I, I haven't played it. <laughs> I haven't played it. I haven't, like, seen anything, but I know he... Had to have crushed it. I just know he yeah. had to have. Yeah. And then had other, to. other, other kind of just like not honorable mentions, but just like okay, so we got the best ongoing category: Fortnite, Warzone. Freak off, dude. Fuck you. <laughs> Apex Legends. Okay, like I, you know, you know, I can, I can get with that. Final Fantasy fourteen online. Absolutely, absolutely. Like Final Final Fantasy fourteen is kind of just crushing DMMORPG game right now or the the industry right now. Genshin Impact, it's a way it's way too anime for me, way too anime for me. But I hear g- great things about it. Other kind of like, you know, comments, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk's in some categories and I was I was very surprised to see them nominated to see Cyberpunk nominated in categories. But then I saw the categories and I was like, okay, this does make sense. Like, so Cyberpunk is in nomination for... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's not audio design. Best music and... Best score and music. Cyberpunk 2077 actually does have a fantastic fucking soundtrack and score. Like, mm. I think basically all of the music is original for the game. Even when you're like toggle, like when you're in a car and you're like toggling through music and shit, like the radio, I'm pretty sure it's all still original. Um, and Cyberpunk also got nominated for, it's not best narrative, I think it's best role-playing. Yeah, it's best role-playing. And honestly, when I played the game, and when I'm pretty sure when everybody else who played Cyberpunk, this game was full of fucking glitches. And they've pretty sure they've done a lot of work to try to work the bugs out, work the kinks out. But even when I did play it with all the glitches and the bugs and, you know, getting randomly just DC'd, playing the story of the character that you made was actually very involved and i feel like i got pretty immersed into the character that i played especially when you have kiana reeves as your like mm-hmm. cybernetic like counterpart i don't know i i had an i had an amazing time like i think that was one of my favorite parts about the game was playing the role of and v was you know in terms of character aesthetics and you know uh physical traits was however you wanted it to be you know, in terms of how you could create the character, but I felt like I was playing V throughout the entire game. Like I never felt like I was lost in my role. Like I was always immersed into the gameplay of Cyberpunk. But yeah, I I feel like it's a very weird uh, game awards for me personally. That's really all I have to say about the game awards, other than, and I think me and Joe both have some thoughts on this is the most anticipated award. This category so, doesn't make any sense. It, <laughs> why, why doesn't it make any sense to you, Joe? Why, 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 why does that not make any sense? The game's not out yet. <laughs> the games aren't out. Nobody's played them. It's like, okay, I mostly talk movies on this. And could you imagine if at the Academy Awards, they, had a category for most anticipated and you're going to give them an award for that? Like, what? What? <laughs> like, the game, like, huh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, I, I get it, you know? It's like, but why does it deserve like a trophy on a shelf? You know? <laughs> like a physical award for being most anticipated. It's like, no one has played these games. You I know feel what like I mean? it's this placeholder for like games that are going to be up for game of the year next year. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, okay, this, this year kind of sucked for at least triple a titles. Like here's the big ones that you're going to, you should probably play before the game awards come out next year. You know? Yeah. Ah, it's so odd, but I mean, I, there are some where like, like I could totally pick like a winner if I wanted to, or at least what I think would 
take it for this category, but it's still like, why award it for that? <laughs> well, if, okay, if, if you had to pick out of this category, what are you going to pick? Well, who are the, on, who are the nominees? We got Elden Ring. Okay. God of War Ragnarok. Horizon Forbidden West. The sequel to Breath of the Wild. And then mm. Starfield. I don't even. I'm, this is my first time hearing of Starfield, but it's got to be. There's got to be some mega hype around it. Yeah, there's got to be a community talking about Starfield because I've never heard of Starfield. But if I were to pick one, I think this is just like kind of like just personal bias, just because I'm really hyped on the game and I can't wait for it to come out. But God of War Ragnarok, dude. I think God of War Ragnarok would take this category for sure. If we really wanted to award or give an award for this category. <laughs> <laughs> but what about what about you? I think that's fair. And I think well, personally for me, I think I'm most hyped on Elden Ring, honestly. Okay. Like I think yeah. I'm most into like I have the most anticipation for Elden Ring because like out of all the other games besides Starfield, well, that I know of, this isn't an original. Whereas Ragnarok, you know, that's in the game series. Yeah. The Breath of the Wild's in a game series. Forbidden West is in a game series. Um, who do I think would win this award? I think it's a huge tie between Ragnarok and uh, Breath of the Wild sequel. Because and that's God fair. of War, God of War was amazing. God of War was mm-hmm. fucking awesome. But I feel like there's a wider audience that loved Breath of the Wild that are way more looking forward to the sequel of than there than for God of War. I I feel I also feel like uh like Breath of the Wild is like kind of like a well I I I would say like sleeper hit you know like I feel like the community is huge. No, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Well, it's also a Nintendo, so you only have people have a Switch or yeah, only Switch. Like it's a very like you can't play that game on PC or you know any. I mean, I guess same with fucking Ragnarok or Forbidden West, but. I don't know. It's it. That's tough. Like I'm and I'm fucking anticipating my anticipated vote. <laughs> to be honest, that's fun. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll we'll see. I didn't a didn't a Nintendo game kind of make waves? Was was Hades a Nintendo exclusive? Hades was not, but it was up for Game of the Year last year. I believe last right? year. I think. And okay, also kind of missed out on some honorable mentions, but the newest Marvel game got some fucking nom- is is a nominee in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, in a couple in a couple categories. I think it was best narrative. I could I, see that, dude. People love Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it's on sale right now for thirty bucks, and I might hop on that. Dude, do it. They they dropped the price. Do it. <laughs> do it. Yeah. So get, we'll get see. S- Get some gaming going on on the PS5. Let's go, dude. I know. I haven't I haven't played anything in weeks. We'll see. That's yeah. That's that's why I switched up the the, the episodes from Thursday to Friday, <laughs> so I could have a little more time to myself. Hey, hey, yeah. deserved. Well so deserved. Well, yeah. well deserved. And just last thing before I move on to you, John. Screens. Uh, best esports game. We're talking about games that have major, major tournaments, worldwide tournaments, you know, the most audience attendance, the most views on Twitch, the most money that's at stake. And this is crazy to me. Like we have, it's not crazy to me for like what's up for nomination, but it's just crazy to me because these games 
some of these games are just still fucking going for esports. We got Call of Duty, which I don't understand professional Call of Duty at like a worldwide level. Like I I don't understand that. Counter Strike, Global Offensive, hundred percent, hundred percent. Counter Strike Global Offensive, like major tournaments, like we had in Stockholm a couple a few weeks ago, are fucking huge, man. They're those tournaments are fucking hyphy as shit. Dota two, I understand that for sure. I know Dota two's still widely played, but I still just have to think about it from like a spectator's point of view. League of Legends, same thing. I have to think about that from a spectator point of view. Like if you don't know what you're watching then it's not fun to watch. I think Counter-Strike is, and I think it's kind of like a, there's a consensus, like, even if you don't know what you're watching, like, Counter-Strike is kind of the most exciting sport to watch. And then you have Valorant. Like, Valorant is kind of like that runner-up to Counter-Strike. Like, you know, you may not know what you're watching, but there's definitely some hyphy moments where we're like, ah, shit, that guy just headshot three people in, like, three seconds. That's crazy. You know, like, just crazy flicks of the mouse. I don't know. I think the best esports game out of that is Counter Strike. Joe, I feel like you probably don't have that many thoughts on that. Not really. Like, have In you ever watched of, like professional, like a professional tournament before of any of those games? I have not. No, but it's a um, weird thing to get into. It's a weird thing to get into. What's the category again? Best esports best esports game? game. So, like the best. And what are the nominees? Call of Duty, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, Dota 2, League of Legends, and Valorant. I'm surprised Fortnite isn't in there. <laughs> that shit ain't no pro game. It doesn't take... It's not... Like, you're not a professional if you can just, like, spam the same three, four buttons over and over again and build a tower that goes to Mars, you know? So just so yeah, that you can shoot one time down on somebody who's fucking a thousand miles away and get a kill for the victory. That shit's r- ridiculous. Wait, so, but... Could it just because I feel like Fortnite is so popular, people watch it all the time. Not, I'm not saying that it's a good game or anything like that, but does it not have like esports tournaments or stuff like that, or does it not qualify for whatever reason? It might have some, you know, some super technical thing. It might just have like some streamer sponsored event, but there's nothing that goes into Fortnite that's it's a battle royale. Like, Battle Royale games have way too much RNG in them to be An a professional sport. game. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. It's like PUBG. You know, you fly in a random spots, the weapons spawn at random spots, you know. If it wasn't RNG, yeah, it'd probably be in there, but... Okay. So there's actual reasons as to why it's not there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Okay. Okay. So, like, these games, you have major developers or major companies sponsoring them. Microsoft, um, Intel... Uh, AMD, the big companies behind PC gaming, sponsoring these events. You know, they're not going to sponsor Fortnite. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, I guess if I were to pick one, yeah, Call of Duty. I didn't even know, like, the Dota community was all that big still. You know? <laughs> still is, man. It still is, apparently. And, and I, I'm curious if, like, League is making a comeback just because, uh, because of Arcane, the show. Which I hear is pretty decent, actually. People love Arcane. Yeah, here's pretty good. I don't here's know. pretty good. So we'll see. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for me bullshitting on, you know, the 30 categories of the Game Awards. Joe, what's going on on the screens? 
Let's see. I have uh, some some things here. So my first piece of news. This is pretty funny. Randall Park has joined. Well, for one, Randall Park was cast in this series. The series is it's a Netflix workplace comedy based on the last blockbuster. And this is this is um it sounds cool. I mean, I'll watch anything with Randall Park. I mean, Randall Park fucking WandaVision dude. Come on, man. Agent Wu, come on, dude. But the fact that this is based on the last blockbuster and this show is being made by Netflix. I mean, if you guys know the history, I mean, come on now. Like Netflix like completely changed up how everyone consumes TV and they fucking wiped out blockbuster and now they're making a show on them that shit's insane to me it it, i don't know it's just so funny but i i believe that um the last blockbuster uh i think you can airbnb it i'm not (laughs) i'm not sure um but that shit's pretty crazy i would love to airbnb a a blockbuster that'd be great but um aside from that moving on from that um there's also a new martin scorsese flick on the way based on Grateful Dead with Jonah Hill as Jerry Garcia. Uh, that's pretty dope. Um, this is going to be on Apple TV Plus. And, you know, I, I, I just had some thoughts on this, like just thinking about it. Apple TV Plus could potentially be on the come up. I mean, I I don't really. I The only thing I've watched on Apple TV Plus was Cherry, and that was dreadful. But I mean, New Martin Scorsese pick biopic on the Grateful Dead. That sounds sick. And he's also got that Killers of the Flower Moon coming to Apple TV. So that'll be awesome. Um, so I'm hype. I might I might have to be a Apple TV person. But um, yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, next piece of news. We officially have our Sabine Wren. We have our Sabine Wren, Aaron. Um, mm. They they got uh, they cast Natasha Lou Bordizo, who uh, I personally don't know too much about her, but she was in uh, Guns Akimbo, which is that movie with Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, she was also in The Voyeurs, which is that movie on Amazon with Sydney Sweeney and Justice Smith. But I think she looks good for the role. Um, I, I'm I'm hyped for for Sabine Wren to be in live action. And I, I like, I'm really looking forward to seeing how, um, and I'm sure it'll look fine. I'm sure it'll look great. Mostly because, uh, when they adapted, uh, Bo-Katan to live action, her armor looked great, but I, I'm really curious to see how Sabine Wren's armor looks for the Ahsoka show because hers is really special, like with her whole like graffiti thing and all that. So, um, I'm hyped for it, but how'd you feel about this casting, Aaron? Yeah, I honestly, when I saw it, I was like, I wasn't disappointed, nor was I extremely excited. For me, it was like, you know, we we knew that, you know, Sabine was going to be in live action. And like, I spent a decent amount of time thinking about, okay, who's going to play Sabine as live, like live action Sabine? And I couldn't really think of anybody. So, like, for me, I, I'm i glad that there's an actress that hopefully loves Star Wars, you know, hopefully is very into Star Wars, and, or, you know, even if she's not, is very good at playing her role. It's kind of the same way I felt about when we talked about the casting for Adam Warlock, you know? Like, mm-hmm. okay, 
you know, you got you got this younger person who's not in a lot of doesn't have a lot of like notoriety going around them in their career. I don't know. I think it's a perfect opportunity for because I have to imagine that like Filoni and maybe Lucas are still overlooking like some of the casting, you know, especially mm-hmm. like Filoni for sure. And they're like, yeah, you know, if Filoni, as long as Filoni approves, this is all I'm going to say. As long as Filoni approves, I approve, you know, mm-hmm. and to like what you were saying about costume design and the armor, if they fuck up Sabine's like personally painted Mandalorian armor, I'm going to be pissed. Like it better, <laughs> it, it, it better look like to a T like it did in Rebels unless there is a major reason why it shouldn't in terms of plot. Like, it yeah. better. It better. Because... Because her armor is very distinctive, you yeah. know? And I, I'd imagine if it did look different, like, it'd have to be because, like, she was on the run or something. Yeah, right. You know? Right, like, trying to disguise herself or something. Other than that, it has to be spot on. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, Sabine got that shit from her dad, who's not a Mandalorian. Like, there are connoisseurs, you know, or critiques. So that element of Sabine Wren better be, I guess, prevalent in, what's her name? Natasha. Natasha Lou Lou Bordizo. Bordizo. That element better be prevalent in her acting. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess, again, that's still dependent on like when and where um, she's going to be placed, like in terms of the Star Wars timeline. So. Honestly, other than that, I'm just glad that the ball's moving, the ball's rolling. Like we're getting, you know, we're getting a lot of uh, casting going on. I'm fucking hyped, man. I'm fucking hyped. Haven't yeah. seen any of those movies or shows, by the way. Uh, yeah, no. I I watched a bit of Guns Akimbo, but and I watched a bit of The Voyeurs, but yeah, no. I I mean, I hope um that she's also kind of like a recurring character. Yeah. Like I hope she um. Like, you know, like maybe she pops in the Mandalorian sometimes because she used to wield the Darksaber, you know? And I'm curious if they'll, I'm curious how she lost it to begin with. I'm assuming uh, Moff Gideon has something to do with that. Yeah. Well, and she, Sabine granted it to Bo-Katan in Rebels. Oh, she did. Okay. And then Bo-Katan lost it. But also, I feel like, you know, the actress's aesthetics aren't going to matter that much because I feel like we're going to see a lot of Sabine with the helmet on mm-hmm. and not the helmet off. You know what I mean? It's going to come much more down to voiceovers and like the energy that she puts into being Sabine, you know? That's true. But let me ask you this then. Do you think it's Pedro Pascal once the helmet gets put on for the Mandalorian? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it is because they've said. They've said multiple times that it is, but I, I would hope that because here here's another little trivia thing on Natasha Luberdiza is that she is uh she's like a black belt in Taekwondo. <laughs> so I feel like uh she can definitely perform like action sequences, you know? But we'll see. I assume that means there's gonna be a lot of action sequences, but also Sabine's a weapons expert, man. Sabine yeah. is a demolitionist. We'll definitely see. But I'm overall I'm just so hyped that the 
like I said, like the ball's rolling, you know, we're getting more castings and it's nearing, nearing closer and closer. Yeah, that show's really shaping up, man. I mean, so far we have Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, Hayden's coming back as Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, and now we have Sabine Wren. So it's really shaping up. I think they, they said this show might start filming in like 2020. <sighs> I forgot. I think it's either 2022 or 2023, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But um, next piece of news here, uh, Delroy Lindo, who is just... Uh, this guy's all time. He is um, most recently he was in the heart of they fall. But before that, he was also in another Netflix movie called the five bloods. He's really just uh, an all time actor. And uh, he was just, uh, he just joined the cast of the MCU's um, adaptation of blade. I- I'm pumped for this. He'll star alongside uh, Mahershala Ali who is a who's a popping actor right now and uh Mahershal Ali will be Blade and um I'm pumped for this man just because this is like there's no release date for this yet this is supposed to be a movie that is um it's not going to be until phase 5 and we're we're barely starting phase 4 right now so this movie is really far out but um it's being speculated that his character is going to be Jamal Afari, who is essentially, uh, he pretty much raised Eric Brooks, who is Blade. That's like Blade's real name. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. He he pretty much taught him everything he knows about uh, about killing vampires. But again, that's speculation. We, we don't know if he will be that, but I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm pumped for this, man. I mean... This is probably the most interesting project of the MCU, like for the future, because you know Blade's like a vampire hunter. I mean, if you watch the the older Blade movie with Wesley Snipes, that those are those are fun, you know. And um, I'm curious if we will get uh, Kit Harrington in this movie as well, because um, and this is spoilers if you haven't seen Eternals, but in the post credit scene, we get Mahershala Ali's Blade talking to Kit Harrington. I mentioned that in the previous spot in the in the internal spot, but we'll see. I hope he joins the cast as well. Do you have any thoughts on this? Do you, do you know anything about Blade, Aaron? <laughs> Definitely enjoyed uh, the Blade movies when I was younger. They're pretty fucking badass, man. Love, yeah, man. Kind of loved all Th- of them. those. Are the blueprint, bro? Dude, those are the blueprint. Dude, for every Marvel movie in the future. <laughs> Wesley Snipes is a fucking badass, man. And I'm is he coming back? Did we say that? Is he coming back? No, um, I don't think so. I like. I mean, if it if we were gonna do like, it depends what what the state of the multiverse story is uh, by Phase Five comes around because mm. they could bring him back in if um, if they want to do like a whole multiverse thing for that story. But I mean, Mahershala Ali is gonna be Blade. You know, he's gonna be Eric Brooks. I think that's uh- so. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus so well, that's a that's kind of like a wait and see thing but i think it's unlikely but we'll see 
It's more of a multiverse thing. Yeah, I mean, I think Marshall Ali is definitely somebody who could definitely take the mantle of Blade, 100%. Dude, he's awesome. He's fucking, yeah, he's fucking great. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have too many thoughts on it. Um, but I did love Just watching wait and see. the original Blade trilogy was extremely entertaining for me. Uh, it's funny because, like, fucking Ryan Reynolds was in those two. And we're talking about him. God damn it. Was he really? Uh, he was, yeah. Oh <laughs> so we'll see, man. <laughs> uh, anyway, next piece of news. This is crazy because um, this show has been talked about for a very long time. And I feel like there's been tons of production issues with this show. But we finally got the first teaser for the Halo series. And this is going to be an exclusive on Paramount Plus, which I do not have a membership for. I feel like that's like one of the streaming services that's like, it's kind of like on the lower tier end. I mean, I, I, I might have to get it one day just because if I if I want to like binge like Jersey Shore or like SpongeBob SquarePants or some <laughs> shit. I don't, I don't know, dude. But all the all those shows are on Paramount Plus. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Halo teaser. What what did you think? Did you have any thoughts? I, I mean, this there there was really, oh, well, I, I there are a couple of things that I I want to pick out that I want to discuss with you that I saw from this. But what did you think about it? I don't think much of it. I think the only thing I can really say is I really hope that they honestly. I really just hope the f- fucking first season is more about the origin origin story of John. Yeah, I I really just want it to be more of about like how Master Chief became to be Master Chief. Like, because there's no, there's no, like, wonderment or, like, curiosity of, like, you know, well, what does Master Chief do once he's Master Chief? Like, we see all, most of that in the video games and in the story in the video games. So I, I really hope that they follow along with the book. I hope they follow along with the books. I think of the first book in, like, the Master Chief trilogy is like i think it's the fall of reach i really hope it just follows along with like the spartan program and you know how john becomes 117 like i think that's what we are all most interested to see um is kind of more of an origin story because most of the games aren't really an origin story it's just like you're introduced to this character where you know he he doesn't have you know, supernatural powers or anything. He just has like the drive to win and the drive to um, save humanity, you know, um, amongst, you know, multiple extraterrestrial forces. That's all I want to see. Honestly, I can really pick anything out in the teaser. Joe, I think you you got a couple things that you picked out. Yeah. Well, for starters, um, at least it looks like they're going to nail the, uh, the armor, the look of the armor. I thought that looked pretty sweet. Like, his gloves, his helmet, that looks nice. But the one thing that I did pull out from this teaser, and from just picking backing on what you're saying, is uh, the fact that we get a shot of his back, and he has, like, tons of scarring, you know? Because, like, as a Spartan, don't isn't there, like, some kind of, um, like, crazy experimentation done on them so that they do become the perfect soldier? Is that part of the lore? As far as I know, or you go th- go through some crazy trials as a Spartan. 
you know. Yeah, but but you, you know what shot like I'm some, talking about, like, right? Yeah, like some augmentation or something, like some experimental yeah. aug- augmentation. But like, oh god, god, damn it! I have to go back to like the frame of it because I'm because I'm wondering like like are the scars on his back like when he's young or like when he's older? It's when he's young, right? Well, no, because like he looks like a pretty much looks like he's like a grown ass man already, mm. and um, yeah, no, he looks he looks grown up like in his adult form, like it looks like he got the scars as a youngin, probably. Mm. I also think the the aging process once you undergo like the Spartan Spartan trials or whatever, like the augmentation, it, like you go through growth faster than you know way faster than a normal human being. Mm-hmm. So you're like, you know, 17 years old and you're, you're 13 years old and you have the body of like a 21 year old, 21 year old grown ass man. So I don't know, man. We'll see. I'll be honest with you though. Like this show has been through so much crap. I, I can't imagine this show will be that great, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. I don't know. Any other thoughts from you on that? No. I mean, I, like you said, I don't think the show is going to be like, um, you know, like a blockbuster or anything. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, the hype. But I think if they stick to like some source material like the books, I think they'll they'll do just fine, you know? Because I feel like there isn't like a huge audience out there that's like, oh, yeah, like I read the Halo books and, you know, all that. If they do stick to the source material, I think it's, um, I think it's a good formula to set up for uh, multiple multiple seasons. Yeah, man. So we'll see. We'll see about all that. Um, I'll watch it, you know, looking forward to it, but we'll see. But, um, my last piece of news, fuck yes, last piece of news, let's fucking go. Um, <laughs> this shit was crazy, so, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, they dropped the second trailer, and I, like, there was so much anticipation for this, it's kind of insane, like, they, there was a fan event that I was, like, really tempted to go to, and, um... The fan event, it was like in, it was like at a random theater in Sherman Oaks somewhere. And, um, sure enough, like I, I just joined someone's Instagram live of someone that was there. And, um, fucking Tom Holland showed up, dude. Tom Holland was there at the fan event. And there was just such an energy at this movie theater. I'm just like, wow, this is, this is nuts. Like people fucking love Tom Holland and Spider Man, you know? And, um, like people were there, like uh, like doing like random trivia. This theater was packed. Can you believe it though? Like a movie theater full of people to watch like three minutes of footage. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> not really. Yeah. Well, not, yeah, not yeah. really. Honestly, like, like huge, huge fucking fanatics, man. It doesn't surprise me. You know. I th- yeah no I I'm not talking. I think it's cool, but like um. It, it's it's awesome. I mean, like if you just went there for just three minutes of footage and that was it, then I just I'd be like, okay, I don't know. But I mean, Tom Holland was there. You know what I mean? So that's that's pretty exciting. You know that that makes it like worth it even more so. You know. So anyway, the trailer itself, the story seems cool. The I I'm pretty interested in the story. Um, it kind of seems like. I, I'm also like kind of kind of mixed on it because I feel like they're going to try to do way too much for this. But at the same time, it's like this is like the third movie in a trilogy and everyone knows everything there is to know about all the villains that are already in this film. Everyone knows everything about 
Andrew Garfield and and uh, and Tobey Maguire's Spider Man already. So I don't think it'll be that hard to pull off. But if they like this whole idea about the multiverse is supposed to be the future of the MCU, right? At least for the next couple of phases, like the multiverse is the thing. But at the same time, I'm just thinking like, well, what's so dangerous about it? Like, I mean, all the villains that showed up in this trailer, they were all defeated in their movies. So I'm just kind of thinking like, okay, well, why can't they do it? Just do it again. You know? So I'm curious about like, what is the true danger of the multiverse? But what actually happens in this trailer is um, we get all the live action Spider-Man villains back. Um, you got Doc Ock, Alfred Molina. He was in um, he was in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man films. We got uh, Willem Dafoe back as the Green Goblin. He was in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man films. Um, we got the Sandman. He was also in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man films. And then we get Lizard and Electro, who are in Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. And pretty much all of them are returning to reprise their roles. Jamie Foxx is back as Electro. I'm actually not sure about Lizard, but I'm pretty sure all the all the original actors that portrayed those villains are coming back. It seems like the story since they are here in the MCU universe, they have to send them all back. But it seems like Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man doesn't want to send them back because Doctor Strange tells him that, oh, well, it's their it's their fate, it's their destiny to die fighting Spider-Man. So Tom Holland is like, well, I don't want to send them to die. Like, maybe I can help them. And, um, that, that seems, that seems cool. That seems interesting. It seems very kind of like, you know, it seems heroic in a way, you know what I mean? But I mean, we'll see, like, what, what do you think of this trailer? Did you have any thoughts on it? Like from stuff you saw or like any, any like things that you might have questions on or stuff that you wanted to pick out from it? Like, how'd you feel about it? I mean, just from a very superficial standpoint, trailer was fucking awesome. Like, the trailer was fucking yeah, amazing. The, the trailer <laughs> rocks. The trailer ruled. The trailer was it was sick. so good. So it was, good. It was amazing. Um, it was worth the wait. It was worth the wait and in anticipation for sure. Right, and we we can just hope that that in that anticipation, the wait is just amplified once the movie actually comes out. These aren't really like my own thoughts, but like you know, more more what I'm hearing from people. So basically, we're getting the Sinister Six, except mm-hmm. missing who are we missing? missing one member, Mysterio. one member. No, well, we, don't, we don't know. We don't know if it's going to be Mysterio. We don't know who the sixth member is, but it's probably going to be. It, it has to be Venom because Venom, the post credit scene from Venom, Let There Be Carnage, the second Venom movie that just came out like a month or so ago. Right, right, right. Um, Venom sees Tom Holland Spider Man on the screen and right. yeah, licks so, the portrait. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other one is so there's a there's two Doctor Stranges in the trailer. And one of them is actually Mephisto. Okay, that's a good... Yeah, no, I, I can get behind that. And that's like that we're, whole... We're back with the Mephisto theories, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's that whole, like, the... the Isn't it like that purple, like, that purple clouding that goes on, right? It's like... Oh, it's like... A, it looks like it's like tears in the sky, that right. like purple tearing in the sky. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. Like, personally, like, I can't... I can't fucking keep up with 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 all like all the multiverse and like the fucking parallel universes that are going on. It's just it's impossible for me. But 
I think the big thing that everybody's talking about is when like Tom Holland's Tom Holland Spider Man is like kind of like suspended in air, and you have like the Sandman in the back, and you have like all like the yellow electricity going on, and mm-hmm. like what like what are we seeing there? Like, is it actually are Tom Holland Spider Man? Are, are you talking about the final shot? Yeah, like the final shot where it's Tom like diving out and. Um yeah, no, I, I I know what you mean, and um, I I like he's obviously not fighting all of them by himself. There's no fucking way, and you know trailers often lead people astray. You know, no, for sure. But there is a yeah, and I there is a trailer out there that's um, is it the Brazilian like the, one? The Brazilian one, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. where Lizard at the bottom of the screen, <laughs> this shit's so funny, Lizard at the bottom of the screen gets fucking whacked. He actually, <laughs> he absolutely eats one, and it's, it's, it's just from some invisible thing. <laughs> I'm like, dude, oh man, it, it, that's, it's just super funny to me. Like it, like there has to be another Spider-Man in there that's just whacking him, dude. <laughs> like, like also, it's clearly the shot is edited like a motherfucker. Okay, you know? and which Spider-Man was it when you saw like his right hand and he had like the Doctor Strange fucking the oh the magic the magic around him. Okay, so that's Tom Holland Spider-Man. Like pretty much all the Spider-Man shots that you see in this, they're all Tom Holland. He just has uh, he's just wearing different suits every time. Well, so how does he su- have that power? How does he have that around him? Okay, is it so, the cape? Does he have no, the cape no. around him? No. So the theory on that is um, eventually uh, people are thinking like so that Tom Holland once he gets that suit, it's gonna be it's gonna be like a suit imbued with Doctor Strange magic that lets him travel between universes. So th- so that's how he's gonna like put every villain back in their said quote unquote universe. Does that make sense? That sounds so stressful. That sounds extremely <laughs> stressful. I'm not gonna lie. So you have to go. You have to go back into three, four, three different universes and put them back. Meanwhile, you have to come back to this universe that you left from. I don't fuck, man. So be, maybe. So it's, maybe what? It's gonna be a heart attack, dude. Maybe the movie's titled No Way Home because he gets trapped in one of these universes, you know, and he can't make it back to his actual timeline, you know? And is that maybe that scene where like the whole city's just like collapsing like into a hole and like there's no way to stop that shit? Like the like the 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 timeline's just falling in on itself and yeah. could be, yeah. I don't know. But where's Craven though? <laughs> where's Craven? <laughs> We'll see. I mean, like they're you know Sony's trying to build up their their whole uh, like Spider Man universe without Spider Man. I mean, Craven's supposed to be getting his own movie. It's fucking Aaron Taylor Johnson, dude, the boy that ser- that shares your name. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> the boy who shared his name, dude. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I know this. This trailer is nuts, man. Okay, so um, realistically, though, like realistically, what do you think is is actually going to happen? Like, what do you think is going to be like the big? I think you might have already said it, but like, what's the big plot? What's the climax, and where is it going to leave 
the MCU after this movie, like once the movie's over? Well, for starters, I think it will break open the multiverse even more so after Loki or they're dealing with already like... Like, I feel like this this movie is probably going to take place at the same time of Loki, you know? Hmm. And um, because in the trailer, well, in the first trailer, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is asking Doctor Strange, is like, hey, can you do this spell where everyone can forget that I'm Spider-Man? Like, of course, like, he, he like, fucks it up. And, um, like, maybe, like, at that exact moment, Sylvie kills um, He Who Remains, and then... The whole multiverse is just going rampant, you know, <laughs> and um, so that's going to happen. And then we're going to get Tom Holland, Spider-Man fighting all all of like like he's going to be fighting Tobey Maguire's villains. He's also going to be fighting um, Andrew Garfield's villains. But I think like since those villains are there. We're also going to get, like, some of the heroes of the multiverse. Like, we'll get Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man, and they'll, like, they'll do, like, a crazy team-up. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. I mean... <laughs> In- infinite, infinite fucking possibilities. Yeah. So, yeah, man, but I, I'm pumped for this. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. I, I'm just, um... I just have so many questions, but I don't know what those questions are. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, like, sitting there just kind of scratching your head, like... I don't know what we'll to ask, s- and we'll even if I did ask them, ask those questions, they're not going to be answered. I- I'm just curious, though, because like when I was mentioning the story earlier about it feeling overstuffed, I- I'm I'm honestly a little worried about that, just because like even though I said I wasn't worried, I still feel a little worried, just because they like Tom Holland was in an interview recently, and um, he was stating pretty much how the, the script of the film was constantly being rewritten it was almost like rewritten every day like they they had like filmed an ending and then he he approached john watts who the director is and he was like yeah i know like i i really think we should do something different here but we'll see i mean i don't think they can fix the multiverse issue like i said earlier though it's like why is it a threat or why is it an issue even to begin with you know so i think this will be like like the multiverse problem won't be solved by the end of this movie. There's no way because I think um, this has to lead into the Doctor Strange sequel somehow because that's yeah. going to be another multiverse movie. I mean, I think you know? I think the once we get Adam Warlock going a little bit more, that's when the multiverse problem solved. Solved or or yeah, or the multiverse thing isn't something that you can really solve. Like that's why like he who remains created the TVA because they were supposed to be the ones that kept like the sacred timeline from branching into a multiverse. And now they're not around. So I mean, (laughs) you can't prune all the timelines anymore. Like maybe it'll like lead to that, but I, I think that'd be kind of lame. I think they should just keep the multiverse alive and just make everything Canon. You know, (laughs) that'd be insane. But yeah, no man. Um, like some other things that I noticed from this trailer, or at least like the biggest thing for me that I want to see. Recently, I've been watching all of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man movies, and um, he only has two of them. But uh, there, I th- it's uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two, where like in these movies, Andrew Garfield doesn't have a uh, Marion Jane Watson, 
Yeah, he doesn't have MJ or whatever, but he does have uh, one of Spider-Man's love interests. Um, he has Gwen Stacy. And uh, in at the end of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, spoiler alert if you haven't seen these, but um, she dies. Like he tries to he tries to rescue her and um, like she's falling from the top of a clock tower. And um, it's very, very dramatic scene. But he tries to rescue her. It doesn't work out. And like she literally dies just like lying in his arms. And it's really sad. It's it's probably one of the saddest scenes in a Spider-Man movie ever. And um, and it's really tragic, too, because I think uh, hot take. But I think Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone make the best couple in any of the Spider-Man movies. But I think that's mostly because like Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone are incredible actors. But but yeah, so in the in the No Way Home trailer, the reason why I bring that up is because we see a shot of Zendaya uh falling off of like some scaffolding. And um like I thought of this, many others speculated this as well, but I think we're going to get like a uh like a little redemption arc for Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Like he is going to be the one that saves Zendaya from falling off the scaffolding. And I would love to see that. That'd be, that'd be fucking amazing. I, I would like, I'd be like, fuck like that. That's awesome. Like he gets to like a, a little mini redemption arc, dude. That'd be fucking great. Ah, oh, man. I'm so excited for this movie. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, man, that's the trailer. Um, these tickets are on sale. November 29th so that's in uh that's that's coming up pretty soon here nine days so get your tickets I know I'm gonna be getting my tickets going in IMAX but I think that's gonna do it for this pod tune in later this week when we review Red Notice and uh follow us on social uh follow Aaron on Twitch both those things can be done by visiting the link in the description of this episode but until next time we'll catch you later so peace peace